Hello and welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Worst, a podcast where we review movie trilogies and decide which film was the best, which film was the worst, which ones are in between. But today we're looking at a, uh, a sequel to a trilogy we've already done. Uh, we'll get to it. So I'm, I'm your host, Griner. Joining me today are Conan and Luke. How are we, boys? Always good. Always good. That's good. So we're covering Prey. Uh a what is it the fifth fifth the movie fifth. in the predator tr- predator series fifth official one yeah Definitely fifth official yeah. one avp but yeah, no no as as they shouldn't as they shouldn't so prey came out just a few days ago straight to streaming boys how did mm. you well, what do i want to get from you what, how, what was your initial how are you guys feeling going into this movie about Prey? You know, we just not that long ago did the Predator, the, uh, the, the Predator quadrilogy. How did you guys feel coming into Prey about the Predator franchise in general? Um, Like, so that's the thing. We did Predator, what, two months ago, I feel like. Yeah. Um, it was my first time ever watching any of those films. So, crazy, you know, crazy. This, this year is all Predator for me. So I watched them four films. I was not as much of a fan as you guys. I thought you's had rose-tinted glasses for the old ones, but um, there was stuff there that I enjoyed, and I was intrigued after the last one as well where it would go, and it wasn't until that podcast, I remember Conan mentioning that, oh, like, they're doing a new one. It's called Prey. It's this. There was no trailers for it at that time. I think a trailer came out shortly after it. Yeah. Or, um, when Hearing about that, it sounded really cool. Then when I heard that it was coming to, like, Hulu, um, which yep. isn't in Australia, obviously, but Disney Plus in Australia, um, streaming only, no cinema release. I was instantly worried and was just like, well, that's not going to be good at all. Um, and out of nowhere, it's really just caught me by surprise when I started seeing the really good feedback on my social media, um, mm. like feeds, just people praising the film. Um, and then, yeah, seeing like the Rotten Tomatoes score and I was quite hyped to sit down and watch it. And yeah, I'll, Caught me by surprise. I thought this movie would... It came out really quick, it seemed. And then, mm. yeah. Yeah, as a lot of streaming ones do, like Netflix is notorious for this. They, you only learn that they're doing a show like a month before it and then it drops and it's a, they really plug it hard. Yeah. And this was this was announced. This was... um. So I think originally when this was... Like this had been in the works for a few years and it was going to be a normal release, but then everything changed. You know, we had COVID. We had cinemas just dwindling and so i think it was made pretty Disney early buying 20th century Fox. just yeah exactly so there was all this thing so i think it just got lost in all of that and pretty quickly just put towards their back catalog um mm. but similar deal i i came into the as soon as i heard about this i was excited like i saw that dan tracton trachtenberg yep. was attached and um 10 cloverfield lane was great yep. so i had i had faith i think they had learned a lot from the the absolutely terrible reception of the predator so yeah. I kind of looked, and it seemed like they were distancing themselves from that by calling it Prey, you know, not Predator 5, not Predator yeah. Genesis. So, and then you saw that they all had a whole, like, it was pretty much a whole Native American cast. It wasn't, there was no whitewashing. There was no trying to get around it. They were, they were taking risks kind of. And I was, so I was really hyped for it. And similar there, like my, my social media, it seems like this movie's kind of been this weird, like, focus of everybody over the past week where all the film Reddits I follow... They've all been talking about it. They're all excited. The podcast I listen to have talked about it. Empire did a thing on it. Yeah. It's, it seems like IndieWire did a, a big stunt, which uh, like several articles, which is weird for a director streaming film that was yeah. not talked about three months ago. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there hasn't been that great a marketing around this movie. Like, it feels like they almost tried to just get it out there, just bury it, just let it come out and dwindle and do nothing. But, yeah, yeah I think there's been a bit of a cult following around this movie, which is nice because it surprised me too. Do you think... I can't help but wonder if in the in the shadow of Maverick, if those deals hadn't already been made to, to release it to streaming, if we would have got a, a cinema release for this film? I... I think if this film didn't hadn't started its inception several years ago, it would have been really different. Yeah, mm. I think it's like you know these deals and these release things happen years years in advance, and they're they're big processes. So I can only imagine this was all these decisions were done and committed long before we had any idea of what would happen. Yeah, but you're right. If it was announced a year or two later and it was still being, I think we would be seeing a cinema thing. And yep. I wish we had like this movie yeah. is really cinematic. Yes, really is. It, it doesn't feel at all like, you know, like films in the past year have sort of felt pretty, you can sort of feel the COVID there. You can mm. feel the small locations. You can feel the excessive green screen. You can feel the fact that there is more constraint. And they've done, they did something smart with this where it never feels that way. It's, it's incredibly big and open and cinematic, but they obviously have a small group of people because of the story. Yeah. And it just, it, you never feel the limitations, which, um, which I would have, yeah, I would have loved to see that. I would have seen that in a cinema. But. Yeah, there, it, it, I'm really, I'm kind of disappointed that it didn't get that cinema release because I do, I think it deserved it. So I guess let's just get straight into it. Um, I was, I was really surprised by this movie. It was a, was a very good homage to the original Predator. I thought. How did you guys? Were you, this movie? Grant, were you excited for this? I feel like, because Luke said you, Luke, you didn't really know much. You weren't really expecting too much. Not until this past, I didn't even watch the trailers. Like I, I sent the links to you guys because I knew you guys were Predator fans. Yeah, um, I didn't yeah. really check it out. And then when once I saw the the score and the feedback, I was like, oh, well, this would be fun to watch. And the sounds oh, yeah. of it was really cool. Um, and like I'm, I'm I love Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, um, I've never watched I've never watched the original Cloverfield still, but I watched <laughs> Ten Cloverfield Lane and I thought it was it's fantastic. Um, yeah, and yeah, like. I'll, I'll let Grana get into it first, but yeah, I, it took me by surprise. And then, like the two days before we're watching it, I was super hyped. All of a sudden, I was like, "Oh man, pray tonight!" I was like, "Yes," I was super pumped for it. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean, I had a very serious experience to you, Luke. Like seeing that it was coming straight to streaming, I'm like, "Oh, is this is this not going to be what I hope it is?" But um, mm. yeah, like I like Ten Cloverfield Lane. I I had some faith in in Trachtenberg, and I love the concept of it, like setting a Predator movie during what was it, the 1700s, you know, very little technology um, and with just this, against this tribe. And it it turns like it's a great idea. I really hope, I really hope this launches us into an era of predator through time. Like give me a World War I predator. Give me a samurai predator. Give me, there's so many things they can do and I would love to see them do it. I think we talked about this in our podcast. Yeah. It was a franchise that you can dip into more and more, but not as a continuity. Yep. And that's, yeah, this film is the perfect example of that. Just you, Like they have that one scene, sorry, spoilers for Prey, if anyone's listening yeah. to this hasn't seen <laughs> But they have the reveal in the end where they get the flintlock pistol. And yep. that's the same flintlock pistol that Danny Glover gets in the second yep. Predator. And so there's this- Oh, little dude, I flew in my head. Yeah, <laughs> like it's- I, I didn't notice it at first. I was like, why do I recognize that? Yeah. Like, oh, like, why is there a gun? There's a big thing. And then I read about it and it clicked again. But yeah. it's that sort of that connection, right? It's like, okay, it is the universe. This is all one thing. But there's never there's never a weird sense of this is Dutch's like 
ancestor or something and no thank, thank god it's, yeah, a, it's like, a nice it's a nice way to do this type of movie too because you can just you know they can drop the baggage of the predator no problem let's just move mm. on to the next one and then going forward let's just you know give a bunch of you know talented new directors who you know maybe don't don't have a big schedule of movies coming up or whatever but have have promise give them a predator movie to make they can all feel different be different if the one before it wasn't as good or to your taste that's okay because the next one's going to be completely different i i love that idea whether that's palatable to a a movie studio i'd probably not but it's a nice thought yeah it's oh sorry you go yeah i was just gonna say like because that's the thing, like, obviously with the Predator movies, it doesn't follow the same characters. Like, it's a different group each time with a different sort of Predator each time. Um, yep. And so initially when I finished Prey, like, there was, I was like, oh, I wonder if we get a Prey too, like, and follow this character or something. But I didn't even consider, like, you know, like a samurai Predator film. Like, that would be dope. Like, yep. 100% go through time and tell these different stories. And... Um, like I read a thing that like Trachtenberg um, said, like the reason it was going straight to streaming was like Disney wanted to use this as an example that like big, you know, blockbusters um, can be successful through streaming. So I hope it, I hope it does really well. I don't know how you gauge that. Like obviously yeah, just what's the metric? Numbers, yeah. it's, it's not like, it's, so hard. it's not like Disney's like, oh man, we're rolling in it now. Like because yeah. we're watching it, I don't know, but hopefully it's successful for them. I really mm-hmm. want it because it is great. Yeah, it's I guess boding well at the moment because of all this sort of buzz around it. Like it's not just the general general social media, it's also film sources. It's also like film journalism that seems to be responding. Because they all seem to have the same thoughts as us. It's like this is a Predator film coming out. This is a big deal. We all love Predator because the first one's a classic. Yeah. So I do I have good I have a lot of hope that they they see that and they go, okay, the reception's been positive in that sense. And they'll see the viewer hours and go, yeah, it's people are watching this movie. Whether or not we're getting, you know, the a billion eyes in the first week, I don't know. I don't know what is good for a, a streaming release, but it's hard to know. And I wonder if if, you know, this groundswell behind it is is enough. Because maybe mm. that's what gets the people who wouldn't otherwise have Disney Plus to to buy in like it's a tapping into a different audience to the normal disney viewership it's not tapping into the mcu fans it's not tapping into the you know the people who like the little mermaid or whatever but it's yeah. bringing in a different audience who are looking for you know good quality horror movies or something like that like it's the metrics around streaming are so different to what we're used to it's like it's hard for us to know how they're going to make these decisions but yeah like you say i hope it i hope it yeah. breeds more it's tricky as well because it's a it's Hulu that technically made that released this, right? Yeah, true. In yeah. America, it's Hulu on, on Hulu only. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know what the I don't know how the licensing works in other countries. I don't know if it's like Hulu leases to Star, which is a part of Disney here, or if it's literally like Warner Brothers owned by Disney goes. Well, we have our own in Australia, so we'll do that. And so my point is, I don't know what Hulu's marketing is like in America. Their marketing might have been really big for it there. Sure. True. And I want like for all, and maybe that's why there's this sort of reception online because a lot most of it's America centric and they're seeing it. Whereas in Australia, it might have just gone under the under the radar. But do you guys reckon this has the fran- this has even if this does well? Do you reckon this is a franchise we see in the future? Like, is this a new, is this like Bond that every couple of years you get a Predator film and eventually we'll have twenty of them or like a Marvel does Predator have the same car? Probably not. I, I don't know. I, I just think it's a you can do a lot with it, right? Like 
you know, we talked about in our Predator podcast how the, the first Predator movie is kind of like this send-up of action movies at the start and then it turns into this kind of horror film at the end. And this movie is kind of similar too, right? Like the start, you know, you're learning about the Comanche tribe and it's this survival movie and then it kind of turns horror at the end as well. And, like, you could, you know, you can make a bunch of really interesting movies about that. You know, if you want to go to World War One, make a war movie for the first, you know, two-thirds and then have the last third be a horror movie. Like, that would be... Dope. Nobody's doing that stuff. That would be cool. We need more alternate history. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the thing. I feel like Predator um, would kind of be unique in today's cinema. Even though the Predator came out only four years ago, it seems like it came out 40 years ago. Like it's <laughs> it's this weird thing that we've gone through that much in cinema since then that, I don't know, this felt unique kind of like watching it. Um, so like just to get out there, like I love this film. Like... I really, really loved, dug this film. Obviously, yeah. I feel like this is better than all of the Predator films. Um, oh, we'll get to the ratings at the end. And that's a <laughs> no, bit no, cool, but, but but like I adored this film. Um, the cinematography in it, um, just the aesthetics. Uh, I I felt like the Predator, like was threatening in this. Um, mm. I don't know. I didn't really feel like that in the others. And I talked about that in the the Predator podcast. Mm. That I felt like it was the Predator was kind of a joke, and I just I didn't take it seriously. In this one, my first note was like, it did this thing that the original one did, and I remember we like lamented that fact. I wish we didn't see the spaceship at the start. I like yeah. seeing it through the clouds where it's she has this vision of like this Thunderbird thing, but then I don't like the one of it. You clearly see it's a spaceship yeah. dropping it off and uh, flying away because I was looking at it as like. Imagine like if you haven't watched the Predator films, a lot of people these days haven't see this on Disney plus it's on the home screen. When you go on there, it's basically like a reboot of this series mm. going back in time, watching this for the first time. I feel like, again, it would have been so much cooler being like, what is out here? Like I understand, like we know obviously, but I feel like seeing it come out of the spaceship and everything like that, instead of just being like, what made these tracks it's, it's doing this. And then, the vision of it like killing the bear and being draped in the blood. Yeah. Like being like the first reveal of its whole figure sort of thing. is so cool and so badass. And I kind of wish that it had done that, but it did the thing again where it showed the spaceship dropping him off and the cloak, which is fine. It still kept suspense, I feel like. But yeah, it's just one little so it's a pretty it, but... unnecessary shot, right? Like the yeah. the Thunderbird scene does everything that scene does and more. Like it's yeah. just not it's not necessary, but yeah, what a what a cool Predator movie! I really like that they they are happy to pair back the Predator. Like, I'm glad this wasn't the same Predator we had in Predator One. I'm yep. glad you know you know the half a mask on it, like a skull shaped mask, is super cool. Yep. Like, and yep. just the the change up in the weapons, like having having physical little arrows that it fires and instead and a of the shield. laser cannons, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. It was all it was all very well designed. I really enjoyed that. It works yep. so well, yeah, as like a as a prequel. Because it expands that universe, right? It starts. It shows again. We we already know there are different predators, but we see another one again. He's a little bit bigger, it seems. He's a little bit more like his, his weapons are different, so we wonder about their technology. Like I've read a lot of discussions about plot holes about this, talking about how um, you know, like the nature of what the predators do. Mm. What what are the rules of engagement? Why do they sometimes not kill them, but then sometimes they just slaughter whoever they want with all their weaponry? But I think what that does really well expands that idea with this predator of like it's almost like this arrogant younger one where it has all these things and sometimes it just takes its cloaking off and picks a fight. Sometimes it'll just it'll disappear and then stalk you again. 
yeah. it seemed it's it's a really interesting like it's rougher. It feels a bit rougher. It feels like this predator could be younger or wild, and the rules don't make sense because it almost doesn't know that what it's. It's just kind of like you're there to kill more than anything. Yeah, yeah, and you like you kind of get that. There's that the big fight between I don't know, I can't remember what his name is, but her brother and the predator, and it's Arby. a real yeah, Arby. Arby. It's Arby. a really sick fight, and he's really getting the upper hand on this predator, and then he, he yep. almost cheats, right? Like he turns on his cloaking, yeah, and just kind of goes the easy way, right? Whereas yep. instead exactly. of you know going mano 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 against against this guy, like yeah, and like they always hinted that with um they hinted it in predators when is the samurai fight. And it's like, yeah. okay, so there is a sense of honor in this code for the predators, whatever that is. But yeah, we see it more here. So like he keeps wanting to engage with people. Like when he engages with the trappers, he's got no cloaking and he's fighting them all like hand to hand. But we know at any time he could just like run off, wait. And it, it just expands enough without ever being like, it never brings in stupid rules. It never brings in, um, never jumps the shark with it. It's just, okay, we learn more about this race. We learn more about the nature of it. And that's kind of exactly what you want from a predator. You want these, or from a sequel or a prequel, you want expansion, but never rewriting. You never want the mystery to be taken away. Yep. And I think this movie nailed all of that. It, like, it even did the great thing that um, reminded me of Terminator. How Terminator Two has all the same lines and callbacks to the original, but it redoes them right. It's got "Come with me if you want to live," but they change who says it, and it does it here. It's got "If, we, if it bleeds, we can kill it." Um, there's there's no one. you are one ugly. <laughs> no, that's true. They, they didn't do that, which um, maybe they should have. But... Good. It probably wouldn't suit what <laughs> suit them. <laughs> but I, they had a nice homage, and it worked in this context because yeah, that that's not like a super specific word or language. It's just like if it bleeds, we can kill it. That's the yep. predator in a nutshell, basically. Um, do you guys agree? I feel like this predator, like the actual predator himself this was like the coolest looking one. It didn't look, I didn't feel like he looked cheesy. I felt like he looked badass, like intimidating or I don't know if it's just the effects in old ones or not. I just, I feel like even the predator a few years ago, it went ridiculous with the, like the ginormous super predator oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, we, we don't talk but about that one. This one, <laughs> like the actual, the outfit, the look of him, like the, it looked, you know, like it didn't look CGI. It was like obviously prosthetics in this costume and like, the skull mask and everything. I just thought this was the coolest looking thing. I was like, man, that is a cool, like, alien. But I, I, Like, I like the original Predator design. I think it was really cool and creepy. Yeah. I mean, has it aged has it aged great? Maybe not. Like, it's not, not perfect by any means. It feels his helmet feels kind of top-heavy for the size of the guy and stuff sometimes, I think. And this one's a lot leaner, and he feels very primal, this Predator. Like, he feels... Yeah. That's what... Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Like, I really like it, and it fits well with the rest of them, like the themes in the movie and the, the setting. But, um, yeah, I like it. This design is, is great. And yeah. I like... I like the questions that opens up about what what is predator te- like how did predator technology grow over time compared to human technology because mm. this is you know three three odd hundred years before the other predator movies they're way more advanced in that time than what this one was what does it look like between then like it opens up all these opportunities to show you know a samurai predator might be wearing a wooden mask who knows who knows <laughs> like yeah legit you get like a middle ages one or something and it's this really basic sort of like, yeah, there is there is so much potential, and it's an age old story of a threat we don't understand. Like that's yeah. that's that's essential to horror, and every horror movie dips back into that. And two forces fighting for life is essential to action. Like 
these movies are kind of primal in that sense. Like they are the most basic ideas that work. And it would just be, it would be great. And if there's a great subtext that you can lean into all of them. Like, like you were saying before, Grana, how the first one kind of parodies action and then delves into horror here and how it under, it kind of undermines that genre by being like, these guys can be killed by this. Yeah. And like this movie has a lot of questions of what makes a predator, what makes prey, like who's hunting who, this, this pursuit of conquest and war. Like there's all these interesting topics you can explore in this dynamic and like yeah, the idea of honor the idea of violence i think i talked about this in the predator pod but this movie reminded me of it again where by having a sense that quite often the predator actually isn't unstoppable the trappers like get a decent hand on it sometimes tabe fights him really well yeah mm. you you really do get a sense of these people who have you know the comanche nation they were like had a very strong culture of war and conflict and so that's sort of why they're so good at this and that's interesting like how what that breeds what that can do, how that can beat this thing. It's it's kind of fascinating. I love the the hand-to-hand combat stuff that we get in this, like, or not hand-to-hand, but, you know, Tomahawk and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Even, like, her taking out, like, the Frenchman with the Tomahawk. Like that, yeah, it's a good scene. That cool. scene is so good, man. Cool. That's the coolest weapon I've ever seen, a Tomahawk on a rope. Yep. Yeah. Oh. It's, so, it's so simple, but it, she, they make, like, they make it look so cool. I feel like that weapon would be, you'd be hurting yourself a lot in real life. I, I want to say it's useless. You, you would never be able to do it like she that. She brings no. it back like Mjolnir. She's just yeah. like, catches <laughs> it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Impractical. Probably would cut your head off, but. Yeah. How did you really, guys feel really about. So, so my, my big question is how did you guys feel about the, the kind of the supernatural elements? As in, that's, that was one that stood out. Like, she's incredibly talented with that tomahawk but then the flowers right they've got this yellow flower that can lower your blood your blood temperature mm, yeah. um and like these other medicinal herbs that are incredibly effective for for stuff how did you guys think that, like did you think it took it too far do you think they worked well i i didn't like i didn't even really think about it i just i i bought it i was like that's probably a real flower who knows i don't know um but like i don't know you know the like Native Americans have that um, very spiritual side to them and everything like that with their history. I I quite enjoyed it. Like, Grona, what, what do you think? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, like it, they, like there's a suspension of disbelief there, as there is in almost every movie, but it's no more than aliens coming to Earth to hunt us. Like, mm. I, I'm fine with it. The, the tomahawk on a string, like I know that's... I know I'm going to hurt myself if I go try that in the backyard, but they make it look cool. She's obviously skilled with it. And the, I didn't have any problem with the herbs. Like I kind of enjoyed the, the Comanche like um, connection to the land that they showed where they showed it, like where they're hunting and gathering at the start as well. Like I thought that was all really cool and made me realize I probably don't know that much about native American history as I should, or maybe I should learn about our native history. Like, you know, there's, I don't know. It's cool. Um, and I was, yeah, I, but I enjoyed it. Like I, I didn't, I was happy to suspend my disbelief over those few things. It didn't worry me at all. Yeah. I really, um, I really enjoyed that aspect too, like their connection with the earth. Um, you compare the first half hour of this movie to the first half hour of Predator 2 with that the worst shooting scene I've ever seen. Hey, shootout. Don't talk, no, don't talk shit. <laughs> Predator 2, Predator 2 is quite that opening shootout is horrible, man. You got that dude with the Uzis. Anyway, it's but um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I found it, it never really took me out of it. Like, I thought, you know, they are badass with tomahawks. Who knows? They probably are skilled with that weapon. I don't know. But, yeah, it was really cool to watch, though. 
it, it raises an interesting question about our own ignorance where uh, like, so there's a theory with med- with herbs, right? And general plants that medicinal herbs and stuff that is often touted as working. Nowadays, well, it doesn't work. There's no evidence for it. But there's a lot of theories that, you know, um, agriculture and like constant toiling of the land has deplenished the, the nutrients and the effect, like the quality. So that's why I go to some countries and the bread essentially like it doesn't have a strong gluten content. People who are like celiac can report they eat sourdoughs in other countries, all this weird stuff. Where it's like, cause their farming practices are different. So that crossed my mind. I'm like, there is a possibility that there were these plants that were, in, were much more effective 300 years ago, but then you bring in 200 years of like battery farming and basically yeah. the soil, the soil is just useless. And there's no, that, that plant is one, one of its strength. And I, I, don't, I don't know, like, but it's something that I'm like, maybe that could happen. And the same thing with the tomahawk. I'm like, maybe if you spend your whole life training with weapons, you can't get that good. We don't do that yeah. anymore. I mean, the other thing is there are, there are plants that are effective medicines, but they're just called medicines now, right? Like you take them in a pill form. You don't grow them in your backyard. So I don't know. Like there's a bit of both. Maybe that was methamphetamine plant. Maybe that's what that was. Maybe. Maybe it was an opioid. You never know. I uh, I really enjoyed the scene where she she comes across all, all the skinned buffalo, and it's like shit. Mm. The predator's been busy, and then she picks up the cigar, and it's like white man's here. Uh oh, <laughs> manifest <laughs> destiny. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a good um. It was a really good parallel because it never goes too far, and that is hot. The whole it could have gone really heavy handed. A bit like white man is the real predator. Yeah, it didn't. Like I thought that's what like my note was right as soon as I saw that scene. But <laughs> they don't like super push it, and uh, no. I mean, that plot line's maybe a little tired to an extent. Obviously, it's true, particularly in that case, but it's, yeah. yeah. The the Predator teams up with her at the end, and he's like, you guys are monsters. <laughs> horrible people. Like, it, I, I did it. It crossed my mind. Like, it could have really gone down that and really leaned hard into it. It was like, are uh, these the Native Americans are victims of predators in more than one sense? But it, it doesn't. It just includes enough to make it thematically resonant. Um, yeah. But it was terrifying seeing, yeah, you see there's like these humps of like skin flesh. I'm like, oh, crap. I forgot it's for like, a minute. What are they wasting all of that anyway? Terrible. I was like, where's the, where's the spine? I was like, <laughs> is he going to have heaps of spines with all these skulls on them? I still I still love that. I love that in the old old films as well. But like the idea of him just pulling these skulls out with the spine attached and like the way he holds up the wolf one, I'm just mm. like, that's it's always badass. And like these freezing yeah. things to like, you know, take away all the meat and stuff. I'm just like, oh, that's so yeah. cool. And then he hooks it on the on his backpack, and I'm like, oh, badass. It's just badass. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to touch on. I kind of like they get back to it at the end of the film, but there are a bunch of times, um, you know, in the first forty minutes or hour, where I feel like it did a good job of subverting expectations. Like as soon as um she gave that guy the medicine and she talked about it cooling his blood, I'm like. Predator's going to show up, kill all of the people carrying him, but not him. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and then she'll figure that out. She'll that didn't happen, it. obviously. Then when she was fell into the mud and was all stuck in the mud, I was like, Predator's going to show up. Yeah. She's going to realize being in the mud cools her down and, you, you know, you can't see her again. Doesn't happen. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. okay. I felt like that's where it was going to happen. But obviously she does use the medicine later and catches on to it. But still, I, I felt like there were a few times where I was like, I, I, I know where this is going and then it went in a different direction but yeah yeah it's really good groundwork for all of it like you see all the pieces are there of how the film's going to go yeah like her her whole journey is really i think really important to it like her her she's probably the only character in any of these predator films that has any character right besides yeah. besides survival besides just we need to not die 
Mm, she wants muscles. to be a <laughs> dumb jack. Like she wants to be a warrior in a in a culture that doesn't really care about that for her. Or doesn't believe she can do it. Yeah. And so she's got a real sense she wants to be this fighter. And that just you're invested from that pretty early. You get that she's good with medicine, but she's mad good with a tomahawk. And you go, okay, I I want to see her overcome this. And um it's it becomes really it's really satisfying then to see her take on the predator. It's like cool, this yeah. is this is twofold. It's survival, but it's also personal. Like it's, it's just kind of like a writing little trick. That's like this is what you need. You need this investment to have see the stakes here. That even if she doesn't die, she will fail. I'm like that's that's good. I'm, I'm rooting for Naru. Yeah, yeah, and I I enjoyed that she. I mean, we I think we talked about it on the Predator Pod, but you know, it's kind of home alone in the jungle. She says yeah. she gets everything <laughs> set up really well, and she, like none of it comes yeah. down to her getting lucky or anything like that. Like, no. oh shit, she's gonna get her head cut off by this shield. No, no, she's between the rocks. She knows that that's coming. Like, she planned it all out really well, and it was it was it was good to it was interesting to see her growth and and see her learn the learn her prey and then uh, put it all into action. It was fun. Love the way she takes him out with, yeah. with his own mask. It's so, yep. super cool. Really satisfying. And she cuts that dude's leg off, man, and uses him as bait. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, she, goes, she goes evil. Yep. It's good. It's great. I, I really enjoyed the Predator going to town on the on the Frenchman. Like, I thought yep. that was... It was, was fun to see, like, his raw power and just, like, yeah, slicing off heads with that shield was really cool. There was a lot of good moments. That really was good. so cool. He throws the bear trap at the dude. That was so oh, good. Oh, <laughs> yep. It just explodes him. He pulls, over his head. He pulls the guy through the net and he just, yeah. like, slips oh, that him net. into pieces. Yeah. That was, oh, that was it just disintegrates him, basically. Yeah. It's nuts. And the, the um, bullet bouncing off the helmet and shooting himself—that was good. That too. was that was the best. He just stares at him down. As well. <laughs> I wasn't sure what happened there. I thought it backfired or something. I was like, "What?" But okay, so it ricocheted. Yeah, it literally, uh, yeah. Because he just like sort of leans forward and stares, and it's just, it's it's really funny. The action yeah. scenes in this movie are so good. Like that big scene and the her in the camp killing killing the few that are still there, and they're kind yeah. of they're like they're just very long takes. There's a lot of mm. careful like choreography and stuff. It's really. It was really good to watch. The dude yeah. pretending to be dead and then he gets trod on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I yeah, I enjoyed that there's a lot of long takes and it was it wasn't a dialogue heavy movie either. Like I really appreciated right. just the these long, quiet moments. I think it worked really, really well. I it, I mean obviously there's a Comanche dub out there. How would do you guys feel like this movie would have worked if it had just been solely in Comanche? Get rid of the English. It's just Watch it with subtitles. Maybe remove, like, have even less dialogue. I, f- I feel like, like, obviously, mainstream wise, it wouldn't have. I don't think it gets as popular as it is, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, but then again, I don't know. Squid Game was super popular. Um, That's uh, not the Paris first time a movie's done well. this either. Like, um, no, but no. I would have really enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it as it was, but it's it's something that you you obviously do notice yeah. when they're talking perfect English, but um. It w- I would have really enjoyed watching it. It's just a shame that it's dubbed and not like, yeah, natively. Yeah, not a re- yeah it's, um, I don't know. Like, I thought back, did you guys ever see Apocalypto? No, but I, it's the same situation, isn't it? Yeah, it's so, it's, um, so it's entirely in, I think they're Mayans. So the main characters are Mayan and they, they find either in a different civilization, different South America or not, but it's all in the, the native Mayan language that it would have been. Um, so it was very like rigorously done like that. So it was all. All, all subtitled, but all authentic like that. Not a dub, a real thing. So it was really um, like very ahead of its time for doing that back in 2006. 
And like, I think it's a really good film, but I think that that did impede it. But then at the same time, you, you get a film like Valkyrie with Tom Cruise where they're speaking, they're supposed to be German and they all speak English with American accents and everybody criticised that film. was like, why the hell is that happening? We can read Germans. We can read subtitles. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like as a big film like Predator, it would have turned off the quote unquote, I don't know, average. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, your general viewer who comes on is like, oh, Predator film. Uh, it's subtitled. I don't necessarily want to read this. And like we consume movies different now, right? We often have things on the background while we're on our phones, especially as a streaming. Sure. You're not in, you're not entirely there. Yeah. So I do I do wonder if it would have impeded its success. Like it it just seems more like a um, this is a big mainstream film. We don't want to deter that. And I don't. It, the thing I guess that sealed it for me for being effective as much I would have preferred a Comanche version, like you said, natively done, not a dub. But by having the French speak French, mm. it does it does a good job of like, hey, this is we're seeing these people in their perspective. It's not you're not a you're not a um you're not like an objective viewer from outside. Yep. You are essentially Naru here, so you want to be able to understand her as best as you can. Yep. If the if the French also spoke English in this, I would have a, I think it would be a real misstep and it would really affect it. But by having them sort of like, oh, this language is a big part of here. They're an they're an other, but we are seeing the whole world through the Comanche here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it worked a lot more for me. I think that makes it... That and paid, I mean, paid off. it opens up with Comanche and then goes into, like, English, like, what she said. And I feel like that's yeah. just, you know, in through our eyes, it's been translated. I think that's the message that goes through. Same as Galadriel at start of Lord of the Rings, well, starts talking in Elvish and then... Same with Valkyrie. English. Tom Cruise starts speaking German, then he's speaking English. Oh, I need to hear that again, yeah. Def- defend Valkyrie, that's what I say. <laughs> I don't mind that movie. Yeah, it's actually not. It's not terrible. But anyway. Um, I just want to quickly bring up. Uh, she was a really good actress, Amber Mid Thunder. That's a bat. That's a cool name. But it's, it's probably the best name. She was. I, wish, I thought she was, I was really good. I thought she was really good. Conan, before we started recording, you brought up Hello High Water, and it tickled my interest. Did you bring it up because she's in that? No, I. No, but I did notice that when I was looking through her filmography, she has she has one small scene. Like, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe she's the waitress or bank teller that's been interviewed a, by. She's a bank teller who like um yeah doesn't want to be there, and he, it's the yep. one he, in that waitress scene. He just walks in and he like she's just sitting there on a phone, and yep. she gets really scared. Okay. Yeah. I haven't I haven't seen anything she's done. Um, no, no. She looked super familiar, and I was like, but I feel like she just looks like another actress that. I know, but um, yeah. At, at, when I was going through filmography, I was like, "Oh my god, Conan's going to love this Hello High Water." No, it, tickled, it tickled me when I saw that. I mean, it was the I don't know. There's only so many Native American actors out there, I guess, and we we do some, like we said that in those movies, you get you get some repeats, unfortunately. Yeah, you got you got Gil Birmingham in every yeah. single film, in everyone ever. Yeah. Like, which which makes this film more impressive again because all the stars are pr- are pretty good. Like Amber yeah, Midthunder, yeah. Amber Midthunder is really really good. Yep, Some yep. of the other ones you can tell, you know, like they're acting. They're not. They're not remarkable, but they're not. They're not. I think about. I think about Gran Torino. I love that film, but a lot of the Hmong actors in that are awful, because yep. like Clint Eastwood literally said, "I want people who've never acted." So he got all these people who had no experience, and you can tell this is sort of these clearly aren't prof- all professionals, or they're very young professionals, but they were all really good. Like I thought, um, her brother was great as well. I, yeah. I enjoyed his performance and. Um, her mother and everything like that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that scene where they're like the 
they're carrying the the guy who's who's wounded, and then they end up fighting the the predator. Like some of there's some questionable acting there. Like that's where it's shy, yeah. where it shows up a little bit that maybe they're not so experienced. But yeah, it didn't really take me out of the film. No, and, and she yeah, yeah she was excellent. She was so good. Yeah. I'm I'm expecting big things from uh, from this. I'm hoping this movie blows up and she's. Would Would you guys want a prey to? A sequel to this, following her again, or you can't do that with Predator. Do you feel? I would much prefer they move on to another time, to another place, to another yeah. Predator. And there is a question there, like how does that flintlock pistol end up back in the possession of the Predators? Yep, um, it's not really answered. No, do they yeah. exchange gifts when they come back, or do they decide to hunt her down? Yeah, or does she transform into a Predator over time? Because it's it's the act of hunting that actually makes you an alien. They're not aliens at all. Like we don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I would rather see a different timeline. I don't I think it would be really hard to make Prey Two, like another Native American predator film, and have it be yeah. have it be fresh. Like we talked about is Predators was a really good sequel, but it treads a lot of the same ground as the original. And it's constantly like shadowed by that, I think. Where even though I really enjoyed Predators, the whole time I was like this is still just a less good version of, of the original. And I feel like it would be kind of similar. Like you can't do heaps with it and be like, this is a whole new distinct change. It would be, mu- it would be very, very similar. So I would, yeah. yeah part, I mean, part of why it works is because we're learning about the, the universe with the characters. Like we're learning about what these predators are capable of because it, well, you know what this one's capable of is very different to what they're capable of in the other films. Like, I think that's why this one works so well to set it here again and have, you know, probably a very similar technology for the Predator and stuff. Yeah, I think it detracts too much. Definitely give me a Samurai one. No, since you guys mentioned that, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> really, really cool. Yeah. All right, have we got anything else to say about the uh, the nitty-gritty of this film? Um, Just touching again, cinematography was dope. There were so many shots in this film where I was like, oh, that's, that's beautiful. Amazing, and, right? Yeah. And I loved the visual of the neon green wall paint at the end. It's just blood, but like mm. I really like that visual. Obviously, that's on the poster and everything like that. But very cool visual. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, I don't know if I have anything about the nitty gritty. Like just broad strokes. Everyone should see this film. Yeah. It's, it's really good. And Let's rank it. it. Is it is really good. So I guess if we look at uh, Metacritic, it's it's got a, sev- a rating of seventy overall, which is pretty favourable, pretty mm. high. I think Rotten Tomatoes has got like nine point three or something 93, like that. Ninety three, yeah, 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 yep. very very high. How do you guys feel it fits in the uh, the in with the rest of the Predator films? Luke, you go first. You're going to have the uh, most controversial <laughs> opinion. <laughs> I had bad. the controversial opinion bad. with the original one, so I don't you know did. my original ranking for that. But um, this there's the the quadrilogy. And then out of frame up here is Prey. I, like, Houses. like here's the thing. I enjoyed some of those films for what they were. Um, some of them I didn't think held up. I, I quite liked Predators. That's the one with Adrian Brody, correct? Yep. yep. Um, quite enjoyed that. Even had a guilty pleasure enjoying of the Predator. Um, Crazy. What 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 pleasure? But but Prey, I absolutely adored this film. It's one of my favorite films of the year. Um, and I just. Like 20 minutes into this film, I was like, this is better than all the Predator movies already for me. Like I'm way more invested. I'm way more interested. I, I was way more 
captivated. I couldn't not pause it for a second. I was just like wanting to watch it more. Um, yeah, so it's first by long mile for me. I would put this as second. I think. Mm. Um, yeah. Actually, I don't even know. I don't even think that's. I don't even think that's debatable. Like, as in, it's. I guess better than all the sequels by probably a long mile. And I really enjoy Predators and Predator Two. Um, it's not as good. It's not better than the original. Though. You can't. You can't be better than. Yeah, I think that's sacrilege. I don't think you can say that. I mean, I was tossing up. Is it better than Predators? But the more we talked about it, yeah, it's better than Predators. Yeah. I, yeah. I um. I I can't think of the right word, and I, I don't mean what I say. But like this feels almost like the most competent film of them all. But I'm like, no, John McTiernan is an incredibly confident filmmaker. Like he's one of the best action filmmakers of of all time. So I'm not I'm not going to say that. But this film does feel pretty distinct. Like the other three sequels are all very schlocky. Like as much yeah. as I say I like Predators too, it feels really goofy. Predators has got a lot of tongue in cheek. It's it's Rodriguez, you know. It has real yeah comedy. Whereas this this is serious, and it um. It's serious and a lot more mature, and it works so well. Like so, the original Predator has forty five percent on Metacritic. So that was that was my follow up from this. Like <laughs> how, how films how films reviewing changes over time is a fascinating conversation because mm. of that exact thing. Where in twenty years we might look back at this and no one will care. But that film did nothing. That film had no impact. What it was just an okay film that came out. And Predator is like that. At the time, it was like, this is a macho action film because people didn't get it. But as time went on and you sort of understood what the 80s action films were and we started to see like the actual competence of those films rather than just disregarding them as cheesy, mindless actions. Like Fast and Furious. People often like those movies are sucky, but eventually a long time that way, oh no, Fast 4, Fast 5, they're actually really good action films. Goat, that's a great film. That's what I mean. People actually start to realise... Take away the baggage, and that's what Predator was. People didn't like it because it's an eighties action film, but it's so clever, it's so competent, and it isn't. It's Predator is amazing, but you can't change the meta score. Meta score doesn't get it justice. Rotten Tomatoes has the original one at eighty, so that's more positive, but still wrong. Should be higher. What if What if Prey had like her doing like a handshake and she flexed her muscles? Would that put it above? Ooh, there needs to be there needs to be a thirty second moment where there's several Comanche firing arrows into the jungle, just ripping, <laughs> ripping trees to shreds, and just yeah, just trees, animals dying everywhere. Uh, is she is she just come out and seen her brother? And she's like, Tave, you son of a bitch! You yeah. can't stand. Got you pushing too many pences. All yeah, right, second best Predator film, though. Yeah, so. I think you're right. Uh, Predators compared to this film feels very by the numbers. This one's taking some risks and doing something interesting. So, yep. yep. All right, yep. well, Luke, you're our next trilogy. What are we going to be doing? So, uh, to sp- sorry to spring this on you. I don't think I warned you ahead of time, but no, no, no. We we have discussed this. So, the next trilogy after um, this will be the Pierce Brosnan James Bond quadrilogy. I think there's four. I think that's right. There's four. Um, We did Daniel Craig, uh, the Bond movies, a while back. I really enjoyed that episode, Mm. uh, comparing the theme songs and the Bond girls and the Bond villains. So we'll we'll do the ranking again and go to Pierce Brosnan. Obviously, films, there's not much competition with Pierce Brosnan's ones. There's probably only one good one, but hey, who knows? It might be a sleeper. His time may favor some of those They may have aged like fine wine. We will soon find out. Yep. So, yeah, it'll be good. 
All right, well, join us for the Pierce Brosnan Bond films next time. Thank you for joining us for The Good, The Bad and The Worst. Uh, If you enjoyed this podcast, you might also enjoy our other podcast, Bonus XP. It's all about gaming and what's been happening in games in that week and interesting topics about games that we enjoy discussing. So join us for that. Uh, You can find that on all the same services you found this podcast. Uh, Find us on social media at Good, Bad, Worst and at Bonus XP. This podcast was brought to you by The Taste of Iron by C.V. Clark. Very good book. Alternate history, horror, action, all of it. This is the predator of books. It's true. The the, uh, the prey of books. Very, 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 very similar themes. Uh, Predator does show up in it as well. (laughs) No problem, <laughs> I believe. Check it out on Amazon. Uh, thanks for joining us. And that was the Good, the Bad, the West. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Laters.